that means we're recording. All right. Welcome to Music on the Rocks with me, Chris Castellanos. And I've got like a really, really cool guest with me today. I met him, oh boy, it has to be about like 12 years ago in Canada for the first time uh, when I was not even part of Boston Brass yet. I was subbing and Nozzle Brass was out also at this um, trumpet convention, unfortunately. No, I'm sure. Yeah, we were at a trumpet convention and I got talking to him and he's just a great dude. Uh, amazing, amazing trombone player, amazing educator. And uh, I'm glad to have him on the podcast today. This is Zoltan Kiss. What's up, Zoltan? Hey, man. What's going on? Hey, how are you doing? I'm doing great, man. You know, just at home, chilling, uh, hanging out and talking to you. How about you? Oh, good. Um, the same here. Just finished the day. It's 10 p.m. here. Yeah. And now everybody's kind of going to sleep. So how you say it? The, the cats are sleeping so the mouse can play. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> So now we can do the rocks part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so speaking of the rocks part, uh, what what do you got? What do you got tonight to drink? Um, I have here schnapps. It's called Padinka in in Hungary, and it's a special handmade um, Williams. Oh wow! Williams, uh, Williams pear schnapps. And I think I, I did something very bad with it. I put put it on the rocks. Maybe my, my mates will say, like, oh, what did you do to that? <laughs> but, but it's supposed to be neat. But I just thought it's so hot here. It's, it's over 30 degrees. Yeah. And I just and just allowed myself and put it on the rocks. It's 42% of alcohol. Probably now it's down to 35. So it's, I think it's just nice and smooth. Well, we'll be able to talk longer then. Before we are both unintelligible. (laughs) (laughs) I'm more of that in case. I'm the rocks. (laughs) So that's a Hungarian schnapps. It's a Hungarian schnapps. I got it for my for my fortieth. Oh, that's uh, happened happened like two weeks ago or something. Yeah. So fortieth. Two weeks ago. Yeah. Fortieth. Yeah. Congratulations, man. I'm ahead of you. Thank you. Years. I I just have my forty second. So. Oh wow! So you are in the future. I'm in the future. I'm speaking to you from the future. <laughs> uh, Hungarian schnapps, man. That's just like your your famous solo, Hungarian schnapsity. Yeah. Uh, ah, didn't even you see? You know, you, you, I didn't even use it to to you know make a pun. But it's, yeah, it's like this is the Hungarian schnapps. Yeah. So that's inspired the whole thing. Yeah. There you go, man. Well, I'm having a, a gin. So. This is a, a Hendrix gin. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. that's good. I like gin. Cool. So we should have an official cheers. Cheers, man. Cheers. Cheers. All right. Yeah. So where are you right now? Are you in Vienna? Or yeah, you... I'm in Vienna. Okay. In, in my base. So I, I I live in Vienna 15 years now. Okay. And this year is, a, in a way, a funny year for many other reasons, of course, we everybody have a funny year, but uh, this year is the fifteenth year I'm playing in Motul. Wow, man! So I played my first gig twenty sixth of June, two thousand five. That was my first gig in uh, Duna Inselfest. It's a it's an island in the middle of Vienna. It's um, it's like a big music festival every year, normally. 
and there was the radio radio station stage of the main radio the ORF, the Austrian broadcasts. And that's where I played my first gig into the mic. And it was oh. all recorded. Yeah, I mean, it never, never released. It was just recorded for, uh, just for a private purpose. Okay. But, but it also, I was on, on kind of a, a trial year. So that my first gig was recorded and they, and we met the next day for a photo shoot Four four of the guys arrived in the same car. And when they opened the door, the concert was on from oh, yesterday. They were listening to it. <laughs> and they were getting out of the car and said, ah, oh, it was, wasn't so bad, man. It wasn't so bad. <laughs> so I was like, okay. And, and you know, I'm, I'm still studying. And it was my first, we could say like really paid professional gig but like in a big league like you would say like okay i played with the the dudes right first gig and it was straight recorded and and listened to like it yeah was, could, it was scary i could see that being nerve-wracking man it, the whole band rolls up and and you're a little bit nervous as it is and they're listening to the show that you just played the day before what, what, yeah what do you did you did you have a uh you had a first with boston uh yeah nice. Yeah, well, with Boston Brass, it was different because I was subbing with them. Like, I had already been in a group called Dallas Brass, which in the United States was touring all over the place. And so I was, I came in and I subbed with them. And uh, so I did have those first gigs, but it wasn't like a trial or anything. So I had the opportunity of getting to know those guys a little bit better before they, before I joined the group. You know, it wasn't like okay. a stranger or something like that, you know. Yeah, but, but you, you for sure there was a first like, hey, you want to play with us or something? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. Actually, uh, I remember you telling me this uh, a while back, but it's such a great story. Uh, why don't you tell our, our listeners about how you ended up getting that gig, man? <laughs> I hope you that's the same version I told you back then. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not, I'll pretend it is. <laughs> for me, it was something uh extraordinary and um i had super i got i got lucky i could just say i got lucky my mates telling and now people saying no i would have ended up anyway somewhere uh-huh. but it's it's easy to say from here like from 15 years later it's like right. oh yeah you know i would have made it another way or blah, blah, blah but to remember from the other side you know i call it the other side of the river i crossed the river and now it's all like, yeah, of course, everybody knows me. I can talk, you know, I don't have to raise my voice to tell my opinion about things. Right. You know, and everybody's kind of respecting me based on what, what I do. And uh, that wasn't like that. I was just this dude who would show off whenever I could. You know, I went to this all this uh, Frankfurt music mess. It's like a... I call it like the the num show, the European num show. Oh, okay, yeah. And, and and you know everybody's there, and I just all I did is just go around and and just pick up the trombones and play the play the crap out of it, and then just put it down and then, and just acted like it was you know nothing, and I just went to the next one, and I went to the next one, the next one, and just 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 show off, you know, like I, I didn't know what I was like frustrated, no gigs. You know, no money, and I know I, I can play. So I, all, all I did is just, just uh, I was this this annoying dude who just came in, smile, and played, you know, everything on the, on the horn. 
right. and put it down. And then somebody says, who are you? And it's like, oh, I'm in high school, you know, in Poland. Like, I'm on <laughs> or something, you know. And of course, inside me, it was like, it, it was my stage. That's where I could, people could hear me. Uh, yeah. That's where I also wanted to get into Juilliard. It was a plan to go to Juilliard. And then I, back then, I think uh, Joe played uh, Edwards, I think. Yeah, he uh, did, yeah. And then, so I met Krieko, Christian, uh-huh. as, as, a, as, a, as a high school student. And I just picked up a horn, started to play, like, everything on it, what I could, you know, up, down, whatever, left, right. And uh, he he didn't even move. Like, he didn't even just, you know, was reading something. He didn't even look at me. And then I got tired and started playing some ballad or some improvise some melody on the uh-huh. horn and then he like stood up and then asked me you know who are you where are you from and and he gave me his card and said you know you should go to Juliet. i know joe and you should go i tell him you know you should go there i mean i i you know i love joe but i ended up like uh I don't know. My girlfriend is in Poland or in Europe. You know, I want to stay in Europe. I want to study in Europe. Like I, it was kind of like went to this. I want to be close to my family. My mates are here, so it was right. kind of like a decision made on that. So, so that's just just because, like I said, I tried to be stay on the road. So that was the pre thing to ended up just um, finishing a school in Poland. So I'm Hungarian. Right. Mom to the embassy, so I, I, I traveled there, 16-year-old boy, to Poland, to Warsaw, and I had to learn the language. So I went to the school, uh, struggling, but I learned, you know, problems in school because of the language, because of my behavior. I don't know. It was many, many layers of problems, <laughs> but ended up ended up finishing the school and uh, ended up being... Um, really good I, I think it's the only foreigner i got ministry of culture gave me a gave, how you call it like a scholarship thing oh so I great. could buy my first trombone from it and because it's always pianists and violinists in, in the school so i was the first brass player ever ever received it and actually i wasn't even polish but it, it went to the school i got it so i was all you know so all went well but like I said, uh, I don't know, somehow no gigs and everybody to themselves. So they have the mates, you know, I think it's every city. It's like this inner circle and a little bit of others. Yeah. So I, I kind of, I was, I was an outsider. Yeah, it's hard to break into that. a scene. It's hard to like break into a scene when you're kind of an outsider and everybody already has like a pecking order and their friends that they call for stuff and... Yeah, I, I got here and there a gig or a sub somewhere and, and people ask me back, where is that good? Where is that dude? And and people are very protective and, and they just, like I, I started to feel that the better I play, the less gigs I get. Oh, okay. This was really yeah. weird. You know, even the professor, even even the teacher I, I was at, I, I complained about it. Like, look, I have no money for food. Like, I'm not, I'm not that I want to buy a fancy car and, you know, go to the bars and, you know. I just want to live from it. And I know I, I could. Yeah. And, and he said, Oh, don't worry. It's going to turn around, you know, you know, at one point it will turn around. And then we left the room and he's another student just come back from that, from the other professor. And he just said, called out like, Oh, you remember you are subbing tomorrow. You, you know, see you in the, the rehearsal from the symphony orchestra. Right. And I just complained. And he said, no, nah, it's all fine. But he, he would never invite me to, to sub for him. Huh. 
and and I was really it was really frustrating. So yes. all like only money I earned is from uh, playing in clubs with DJs. I played in uh, Gestrio in in some coffee houses and bars. Uh-huh. I had a funk band, a rock band, seventies band. I had my own own like kind of fusion funk band with my best mate on a bass guitar. Well, so stuff like that kind of sets you up for what you were destined for with Nozzle, right? I mean, because... You're... And I was in Latin. I was also in a Latin band. Like, so, I, yeah, I just... And, and I played bass from one in a big band. So I did everything but classical music because I, the scene was so tight. They didn't let me in. So I did anything else. I, I, I established a, a quartet, what became a trio, so the Warsaw Brass Trio. Okay. And I played concerts with them. I win competitions with them. I played, I won all the competitions in Poland on solo. That's the only way I've earned money from classical music, winning competitions. <laughs> That's the hardest yeah. way to do it, too. <laughs> you know, so yeah. I'm going to be like, living just winning competitions. Nobody can do that, man. That's funny. Yeah, and this was, it was then, and, and I actually played for people and like really clapping and being excited hearing us was everything else, Latin, jazz, funk. Hmm. fusion improvise we, we improvised one half of the concert and we played like jamiroquai incognito earth in the fire next half we played all <laughs> arrangements we just you know loved that stuff that's awesome and i played bass trombone in a big band i was fascinated bass trombone lead and lead trumpet and so everything what's what's the extremes low high yeah, that's something about your playing that I've I've realized is that man, you you your range is just huge and your technique is great. But I know that in your shows, a lot of time you end up being the bass trombone, and then a lot of times you end up being like way in the stratosphere. And it's it's neat to hear somebody doing all that, you know. I really, like I said, I really enjoyed doing that from from high school. And it was my my brother plays the trumpet, and I grew up listening to trumpets. And and I had this head that the range is the trumpet range. So I was just psychologically, maybe I didn't set a limit like, okay, so actually now I can play, I don't know, this is like a normal, regular sized pianino, uh-huh. like a classic, classic. I can play all the black notes on it, on the trombone. Now. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. But it's like a sports thing, yeah. I don't know if you saw, if you heard it, I was mucking around with the trumpet on, and I put it on, on Instagram. No, I didn't hear if it. You, oh, here you go. Okay. So I just wanted to show you, I don't know if you can hear. Oh yeah, I hear it. Yeah. It's the famous Sandoval. Doom. Yep. Doom. 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 Uh, 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 uh. And you know, with Dizzy and the joke at the end. Right. <laughs> that is Cat Anders. So, so yeah. So and then and I started on 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 the on the on the trombone, and I think I didn't practice for a while. So God, this you have this kind of miraculous lips for ten minutes. Right. <laughs> ten minutes on. I did it. All. Ten the ten minutes, yeah. So I, I would not use it on a, on a, on a concert. I would say like, oh, I, you know, I can do what Tofanelli can. No, I, no, I can't. I, I just, uh, it happened. But what I, I, I 
teach when I can teach when I do master classes. The whole I think for me is sport as my hobby is like yeah you know I I love to figuring out the stuff. Yeah. But uh, the 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 point in it I think is like always psychology when you can kind of you can play the octave higher or uh-huh. try to play the octave higher or you, you know just mucking around try to squeeze it out for fun and everybody said it's ugly and it's it tastes less and or doesn't make sense you just you know jerky jerk off mm-hmm. style and it's, you know no music no taste it's all this negativity packed on it right. but i think i put all the positivity in it like try it and and you have fun it's like kind of just being silly Right. Being silly with being high, play, and then you go back to the original, try to play it right, and it becomes easier because you're coming down to the yeah. top note, and you and you kind of like start hitting it center, because your brain says it's oh, it's not my highest note. Right, I totally know what you're talking about. It, same thing for me. I've always been kind of the kind of person who likes to mess around, see what's the highest I can do. I when I was a student, I listened to Arturo Sandoval. Uh, I listened to uh, Maynard Ferguson. Listened to Chase. Just, listened to you know all that stuff. But I'm a horn player. I, I, I grew, grew up on Chase, my yeah. Chase and Sandoval. This was the '90s. Like this was my my. Me too. I mean, they were not from the '90s, but it was kind of their comeback. Like it was really popular again. Right. I, think I heard it everywhere. Yeah, and so when as a as a student, when you're listening to that and you're trying to do that, you're not gonna perform doing those high notes and stuff like that. But what it does do is it makes everything else seem doable, like approach, like a high C on a horn is not a big deal anymore. That's that's another thing is you get out of your comfort zone at home, so you feel comfortable on stage. So that's yeah. that's an approach I I try to also teach perform on the street or or stand on a chair or do push-ups and stand on a chair play from a different angle and just everything will just make you annoyed and play it really annoy annoying position uh-huh. so when you're on stage everything is just fine you just have to play it nor just really cool it's a breeze i don't have to do push-ups it i'm i'm maybe i'm, I'm nervous because people are around but i know that feeling because i did to myself at home right Right. You kind of like a routine, like a kind of creating a routine situation. Yeah, recreating that situation. And then when you get, when you are in front of people playing those kind of things, and it's not that big of a deal because you already know that feeling inside. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's that's a good way. It's a hard, you know, it's a hard way because especially as students, you don't have the opportunity or even professionally, you might not. It's like nothing, nothing, nothing. And now the, your best. I, I'm not really playing any any orchestra, but if you know the piece, you played it 20 times, you sit down and you're really relaxed. Yeah, you're at home. To play it. Uh-huh. Yeah, but but if it's a student who only played it on, on class, on, in the classroom, and suddenly like, okay, if you do it well, you might get a sub, sub gig. And like, you know, right. now or never kind of. And, and, and that's what you can create at home to do this kind of like, you know, people always say like, oh, at home it was so great. Oh, at home I had this temperature. At home I have this acoustics. I at home I have at home. Yeah, at home is great. And then we start joking around. I know at home was great. You know? And somebody <laughs> didn't play well, and there were students, and it's coming like, hey, you know, it's like I know, I know, at home is always better because you know, home is is the, the comfort zone, 
Yeah, you can't always have the perfect conditions <laughs> to play something. And we kind of like did that. Everybody's like, you know, just just hides the truth because you can say whatever what home is because nobody's there to verify what really <laughs> was at home. So that's what I always started thinking how to how to make it not fun at home. Mm-hmm. So actually, it's fun on stage. So when I'm actually on stage, it's like, oh, finally, I somewhere actually is a good acoustic. I'm in a good position. I'm in, I have light on me. I can see the music. It's, I can put it where I want. Actually, right. there are people. So it's not playing to the wall again. Right. Just let yeah. me on stage. Please let me on stage. <laughs> right. So you're making it more difficult for yourself at home, putting yourself in like kind of awkward situations at home so that when you get on stage, it's, it's like, oh, good. This is like actually a good condition. I'm home. Yeah. Actually, I'm yeah. home. Yeah. Uh, that you're like oh this is that's where I, I i meant to be yeah yeah i like and, that and it's not necessarily the fame it's not about you know fame and who's watching it's like more like oh this is the right place to do what i do it's right. like this is yeah, i practice for to to do this yeah you know they're introverts and extroverts so it's hard to, to say, say it to an introvert like you know just do this do that and go on stage and just you know look people in the eyes right but it can it can help, and and, and introverts also. You don't. I don't said I don't have to be silly and, and jump around the stage. Just just let people read your body language. That I am boss now here. Right. That's something that our good friend Sam Palafian used to say. He was a colleague of ours, and also Jose, our our lead trumpet player, says this in master classes. That even if you are an introvert, that when you have your instrument in your hands, you have to be extroverted. You have to kind of, like you just said, I'm leading this right now. Like I would say the secret to it is that you dare to try. Like, a, the, you know, and, and you do it actually, you know, just, yeah, yeah. We be, you know, like kind of not superficial, but if we're being nice and say yes, and I'm listening and I'm kind, but then you go home and not doing it. Yeah, I'm not. I think that that's really important what you just said, dare to try. I mean, you have to allow yourself to go outside of your comfort zone, allow yourself to... No risk, no fun. Maybe you sound bad, yeah. it doesn't matter. You're trying. Don't be afraid to be ugly when <laughs> you play. Some people have no choice, man. <laughs> Some people are like, that is my, my mantra, man. <laughs> it's like just going ugly, but... but but I think it's just, you have to act it. Like you say, like, you know, I love you so much. Yeah. And then no, the, I love you so much, so much. Yeah. And then that's how you play it. So yeah. the last word said, oh, he's in love. Huh? Yeah. We talk a lot about uh, stage makeup. You're playing, but you're playing with the stage makeup. It's more than it's you over the top, wear, but it's and over- they're afraid of over the top because over the top is you know, say kitschy, like uh, uh, t- tasteless. It's also getting to, to the, you know, it's like too much. Right. In your face is like, but yes and no. But also you can create with your body language. When I say, when I step on the stage, this is mine. Like for the next hour, five minutes, whatever, um, whenever you know, I would be a guest, I said, okay, now it's mine. And I walk out and you, and you walk out, this, this is my place. And everybody's appreciating that they can hear me. Yeah. It's like, okay, it's me. And all you, you know, all you are are very lucky you can be in the same room with me. 
yeah it's it's not that me being selfish or or arrogant but it's people like to 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 take them away they didn't they don't come to control they want to be controlled mm. you know i want to be entertained controlled yeah so right. oh, you go like you know you sit down and i say like you sir yeah Ta-da-dum. and i'm looking right in the eyes and he's like oh crap he's playing to me <laughs> uh, yeah you know and it's like the the whole thing goes up and yeah. after the concert the concert is like it was something something else and you remember for life yeah and maybe some performers are so has such such impact because they they come on go on stage and you just forget the time stops for two hours you don't know what just it's just over oh it's two hours later do you think that that's why you're such a good fit with the the brass it's because you are allowing yourself to be in that zone all the time instead of just playing a great concert you can go even further and just kind of like allow people to be in your world and those guys kind of are, are the same way so to go back to the to that road of uh my brother's mate and my mate trumpet player he needed help to translate they had, he had for some reason he had the materials for Shagel company the my my sponsor who who makes my instruments uh-huh he needed somebody to 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 translate stuff you know this brochures and and, and stuff uh okay. for uh poland and for some reason my mate said that oh he can organize that and because he had his stuff in hungarian from german already so he needed somebody to tr- translate and he asked me to do it so i i translated all the shago brochures about trumpets and models everything from hungarian to polish uh-huh. and they printed it and they were bringing it to poland when the, the guys uh, toured in poland so that's how i met shago that i supposed to meet him because i did the translation and i'm a brass player and i thought i can maybe get in business with him and sell the instruments in poland that was the main kind of line like uh okay. maybe i can get into business and there was a concert of not i didn't know and the guys said like this is just crazy and you know they're the loudest, <laughs> loudest <laughs> guys right. and and it's something else and you have to see it and hear it and that's how i i arrived in krakow to meet them there's nobody in the, in the school i mean they're other people but nobody from the company no brass players no right. nobody to me i just saw that pile of cases in the in the foyer the entrance and nobody's around i walked in i kind of looked around nobody asked me what i'm doing here who are you so just just alone in this first time in that building uh-huh. and i turned around and i saw dudes coming into the building and there's was not coming in the building okay and i i just saw them first time in my life i recognized them from the brochure i had that uh-huh. these are the guys they're going to play tonight so i just woke up to them and i said welcome in poland <laughs> you know, in, uh you're in krakow this beautiful you know music academy blah 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 i've been first time there. i could just bs you know like i don't know what's going on like i just know so welcome how was your journey you know the usual right and i never done it i just know from yeah seeing people doing it so uh How's the journey? Thank you. And so what do you need? And of course, what do you need? Uh the the dressing room. Dressing room and where is the stage? Okay. okay. 
So I said, oh, yeah, dressing rooms. Okay. And I went up to the reception. I said, keys, please. The artist arrived for the concert. I need the keys for the dressing room. And the guy handed me the keys. I, he doesn't know who I am. <laughs> he handed me the keys. I went, I opened the, the dressing rooms, and I opened the concert hall <laughs> in Krakow. <laughs> and there was a piano on the, on the side, a concert piano. And I asked them, do you want it off? I can take it off. <laughs> I can make them take it off. <laughs> All of a sudden, you're like the guy who's like putting everything. I'm like the roadie. I'm yeah. like the roadie there. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. They thought I'm from there. Like Krakow and, and Poland, if you imagine you are starting in Juilliard and you first time in UCLA and you open the dressing rooms and the concert hall and let everybody in. <laughs> And I'm actually talking in a other language. I'm a Hungarian talking English to the dudes and asking for the keys in Polish. So like <laughs> I was just right, right, like no way, nobody would believe me uh, <laughs> normally. So I just opened this thing. They said, "Oh, it's good." Uh, Shagar arrived in the meantime to 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 pack out the instruments and stuff. So I met him the first time. So yeah. I said, "Hi, I'm the dude who made the translations." And I said, "Ah, oh, cool, awesome." And then he, he asked me to help to, to communicate with people who are not so good English or, you know, so I was translating from Polish uh-huh. and then back and forth a little bit. And finally, he gave me a trombone to try. And I got the trombone and I said, ah, cool. And I said, please don't play here because there are other lessons are going on. So everybody had to try the instruments on stage. And when I started playing the trombone, testing it, the same time the dudes came out from Nottil and started to warm up before uh-huh. the concert. What I didn't realize because I was so busy with myself, I was played on the edge of the stage. So I didn't know who I thought others, you know, took instruments and trying them because it's warm up, some melodies here, you know, like the typical when you try an instrument. Right. And, and so for me, I thought, yeah, just other dudes trying instruments. I didn't turn around, but for me, it was like audience, you know, yeah. I'm trying the trombone and I hear others on stage like, ah, audience. And they don't know me here in Krakow. So now I'm going to know me, you know, and I start <laughs> doing, you know, going up and down and speed up and, you know, variations stuff. And suddenly it was silent. And then I turn around that something happened or, you know, because I made silence and 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 the dude just standing there looking at me listening from not so <laughs> and then and the gerhard come to me is like hey who are you and you know what you're playing this is my instrument how do you like it la 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 and he started talking you know we had a little chat and after that i got invited to for dinner so i went for dinner and we just hanging there talking nobody really talked to me like it was just eating have a few drinks and everyone went to to, to bed and and Carl asked me, would you like to join the band? <laughs> it's like, just like that. <laughs> and I said, and I said, like, uh, I'm, no, I'm nowhere near that level, like what they represent. Because, in, you know, when I, I heard them play the first time before the dinner, right. the concert, I was just blown away. I was just blown. I was just looking at it. It's like, this is the best way to earn money ever. <laughs> right. Like they were just mocking around, making jokes while playing, you know, it's just so much fun while being so good, honest playfulness and silliness while yeah. playing really, really well. 
you can't learn this. I think it's just you being silly because you want to be silly and you don't care. Later, I wrote a book. My my final thesis in university, I, I wrote wrote about the band huh. in Polish, and, and they asked me to do it. It was impossible to fail, so it's awesome. <laughs> I just can write whatever I want. They will have to believe me. <laughs> to to explain why the band is so, let's say, so successful, it's because these kind of unique bands are based on that the people in it, you know, just doing like like when we would hang in the bar or in a private party and just having so much fun, right? And said, oh, this is so funny. We should do it on stage, and that's how we do it. This is so funny what you just did. Can you do it tomorrow on stage? I said, yeah, of course, if you're not, well, you're not going to be embarrassed, you know, and then it's all right. And then we're just kind of daring and maybe too much sometimes. And But you see those people, they react well, it stays. If the people react a little bit not very well, then you just take it off. Like, okay, tomorrow I'm not doing it. That's how comedians like hone their show. They go on stage and they like tell jokes. Some stuff flops, some stuff doesn't work, and then they just don't use that. And the stuff that really works. And if the signature, they have the signature joke, yeah? Yeah. There's a few guys that just go, just say that sentence, and you heard it a million times, and again, you're going to laugh. You already know what he's going to say, and you laugh. Yeah. It's just so funny. And like, not till there, the, I think it especially was in the States. We would say like, wow, it's so funny and so fresh. And I said like, these guys doing it for 20 plus years, the same joke. And now it's fresh in that country. It's like a wow. But it was like bulletproof, tried for 20 years. And we, so you go on stage and you go, I know what's going to happen. 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 Yeah, it's all polished. And, and I play it like a million times. So just going to do this, this pressure, this angle. And I know what's going to happen. And at this top note, people are going to cry. So you have this kind of saving so much energy because you already know what's happening. You're so in control. So I go and pinch Roman's butt from behind. And he's like, and he screws up his line. And he gets annoyed. And he squeezes me back. And we start fighting a little bit. And people looking is like, wow, this is really good comedy. It's like, no, we're just really being silly. Because it's because what we are playing or doing it is so already polished that we just wanna spice it up and just being more silly than normally. So that's kind of daring silliness, as it may be for you when you listen to it and it's like it can't be real that they're being so silly and it's so good. Right. When when the audience sees you guys having a good time or more of a fun time, it's better for them. It's very affectious, yeah. And I feel like they're just in start on- laughing. Yeah. You don't know what's happening. And, and one of my favorite, there are many favorite ones, but one of the favorite, like, like really, I was really, really happy. We played Moon River. Roman is in the front with the flu horn playing beautifully. Moon River. And suddenly a, a, a bumblebee somehow flew in. And of course, the lights on stage. So it was attracted to the, to the light uh-huh. and landed. I remember landing on my arm and I just go like bring and just just you know brush it off. And Bertel, Robert, the uh-huh. trumpet player, the bold trumpet player with the ears. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and it's landed on his head or somewhere and he freaked. Just 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 freaked out. Like I think like the lady in Tom and Jerry when she's in the kitchen. So that's typical the like jumping up and screaming. Ah! 
you know, like <laughs> this high pitch, like ah, ah yeah. It's like really, it's just, just, just freaked out, and we, and we just stop, and looking at him, like what just happened? Like he's just crazy, and, and like, and we, you of course can't continue. Like you just, you just it falls apart. And Roman's playing in the front, didn't know what was happening. Just, he just, just kind of like stops playing slowly, turns around, arms open like what's going on with you guys you know and people not react like boo or anything they think part of the show right. <laughs> whatever <laughs> yeah. and then robert just pointing at it. it's a bumblebee and he's like pointing in the, the the bum and this is really flying uh-huh. around so you can really actually see you see the bumblebee and then thomas just suddenly starts playing the, the bumblebee <laughs> there you go yeah and and just just so everybody picks up the, trom- the the instruments and years of you know jamming and stuff so it's it's not an issue for for anybody to to start follow and and, and so just boom 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 everything is in like what you know you remember somehow you know an easy key or something I don't know what was that key and then. And 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 the thing, the bumblebee flew, 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 and 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 it just flew off to attract somewhere else. So I don't know, I had enough. And 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 Thomas looked at us. Then then Tibet looked at Roman. Roman looked at something. He looked at. He turned around and he go. And we finished the show, and everybody on feet. Just pure, like wow, you know what a show, or what what just happened, and and just it, it didn't meant to, it just just happened. Well, that takes a certain kind of musician too, though. I mean, because most people, if something stopped, they'd freeze. I think the background of playing in a pub for for food and beer in Vienna yeah. while studying classical music, you just play folk music in the pub because everybody knows the folk songs, but you kind of like still I said just to bring in the jazz so just playing harmony and and just and it's just getting all blended and just having fun and just having yeah. like a little musical fun and then you put in a little bit of classical music because you study all day that right and, and you're doing it for fun and for years and when it's a situation happens like that you're just you're in a pop again actually it's just maybe the audience feels like they're just in my in our living room and we're just having fun well, that's the best thing is when the audience feels like part of the show. And by the end of the show, they feel like they know you. Even though they don't know you, they, they feel like they yeah. know you, your personality. Uh, and they can, like, you're somebody that they can talk to, even though they never talk to you. You're, they're part of it, you know? Yeah. And then and that's why it's like, it, it's hard. It, it's, I can't really say how it works because if I knew, I would sell it. <laughs> Bottle it up. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the difference between what some people consider being a soloist and what some people know being a soloist is, is that it's more than just playing the notes and playing a good. I think I'm, I'm not a good. Yeah. I'm, I think I'm not a good soloist in the sense of classical term soloist. I'm not a terminator. You know, I'm not, I, I think I, way, I, I do way more mistakes than I, I want to. And I, 
I don't have this classical material. Like I don't play, you know, from David Tomasi and some new pieces and with, with big orchestras all over the world. Uh-huh. And I'm not, I don't have albums putting on the charts of, of uh, I don't know, Sony and like whatever. I'm not in the newspaper. I'm not in the shops and a big poster. And, uh, you know, I'm not playing the, with all the Philharmonia and Carnegie Hall and stuff. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not doing, I'm not there. I'm not, I don't know if I'm not even that level, but I think I'm not in that part of this thing we do music. I think like, I I feel like I'm like some kind of like, I don't know, when you go to the club that has no, you can't get into the club, you have to knock and, and then they let you in. I'm kind of there. I am the soloist. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not in the Carnegie Hall kind of, I don't know who on violin and, and, you know, writing in the, in the New York times next day, like, Oh, he, he performed this, you know, whatever, like I'm, I'm not there. I think I'll never be there. I think because I don't know, you, you have to want to be there. I don't know. I think I have the qualities to, to get there I I think I could be kind of but it's to do that it's not about how I play and what I play it's who is pushing me and where he's pushing me that's the business part and that business part how you get into the New York Times and that's how you get to the Carnegie Hall and that's how you get picked up and clapping on stage and it's the most you know fabulous performance of David we heard in the century or whatever they would call it it's kind of, I think it's a lot in it. It's a lot staged. Yeah. It's, it's that classical, like we say, classical performing art. I think it becomes uh, like pop music. I'm not saying they're they are not good. They are excellent. I love, you know, a lot of them, of the, the big soloists. I'm not saying trombone, like all, all soloists. But I think it's kind of like with the pop music. I, I love a lot of pop dudes and ladies and, you know, groups. But if they wouldn't have the management behind them, would they be there where they are? Yeah. Would be that dude there with that very, very thin voice being so idolized by everybody? Maybe. But it's not decided because of his what's here. It's decided because of what's here and behind. But, you know, Mickey Mouse Club... If you wouldn't be there as a teenager singing pop, would you be then later that pop star? They are, I don't want to say names, but they're only <laughs> a few. They've really made a career. And we grew up with them in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. And I would wonder, there's no chance with that voice. No chance in hell that you're going to fill up a hole. A hole with 500 people with that voice. Right. But with that, but with that old thing around it, you fill up a stadium many times. I don't know if it's even a decision like, oh, I want that. So I'm going to, from tomorrow, I'm going to go into <laughs> right. and I show everybody I can. No, it's also, it's not, not, it's also being lucky, smart, knowing the right people. I don't know yeah. what, because if it would be easy, it would be a lot of them, but it's just a few. But I'm saying in, in terms of classical music, what we do when I go and, and admiring a soloist, I wonder if this dude would just go out and play the piano, would people really, really, enjoy i mean yo-yo ma went to the underground station mm-hmm. and but imagine not to go to the underground station what's gonna happen 
I know well, what's gonna happen because I know what's gonna happen because when I go out on stage for 500 people, right? We did in New Orleans. We went on on the street for fun and start playing. Oh, that's cool. And we and we filled multiple times our cases with dollar bills. <laughs> we had to just empty it and put it out again and just go full empty it, and people gathered and it was awesome. Not to be rude and not be arrogant and not to be disrespectful, but it's you come from one side or the other side and i think the band is is strong because he they played in the pub and and if you're yeah. bad you you don't have beer if you don't well, play <laughs> you don't have beer right. well that happened with uh with joshua bell right i mean didn't joshua bell do a thing where he went down to the the subway station in new york city mm. and he played and he's you know somebody who you're going to have to pay a couple hundred bucks to go see at, at the, the hall is playing yeah. in the subway station. Not very many people were stopping and watching. Most people are just moving and moving and moving. Yeah. I think that one is also a little bit of extreme because of course you, you know, put me in the subway station at trombone. And when people are going where they need to go. We yeah. need to go. And then yeah. uh, also trombone shortages. It's like the, the, the most difficult thing is to get people's attention for hours on the yeah. street yeah that's just that's just uh trial by fire <laughs> it's kind of like if you entertain for for an hour and people don't leave you mean you you have it yeah, yeah. i think a horn player would have Josh. more troubles <laughs> we're playing both <laughs> parts people are gonna be like shut that guy up man <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but would you would you though play a Mozart in a subway? I think no. you would definitely go for another. Yeah, exactly. And it's also read the room, know your audience. Yeah. What are you gonna do? I would go out and play David. No, I'm gonna play. I don't know, whatever funky tune or you know like the Lucky Chops. Do right. just go something what people what people will stand and 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 simple enough to be entertained, and you don't have to really understand it. Right. Like. The club music, you know, you don't really have to understand it. You just, you just prime instinct of, of one, two, one, two, and it's just nice. And you have to think and, and, you know, you just switch off and you can do a performance with the body language. You know, you go out and start playing and moving people stop like, yeah, this guy is, you know, this guy is nice to look at, like he's entertaining. But if you stand in a corner and play Mozart, like, you know, it's like, excuse me, I'm here. This exactly that's that that comfort zone. I would say that I would love to have a situation. I don't have a class yet. I hope I will get someday. But if I teach, I would say like, okay, you know, you you think you know the piece, okay, then come, then go and come back with the with the fifty bucks, on from the street. <laughs> that's good. Or ten bucks. You go on the corner and play till you earn enough to to show me ten bucks. Yep. You have to play it. You have to sell it. You have to sell the, the you know, you learn the Mozart, but you have to play, and you play, and people are like, wow, this, I don't know what he's playing, but he's really good, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. That would be a really interesting thing for some class to do, is like, yeah, you have to go bust. Like you're, you're finer, or you, you, you know, you have an orchestra, and it's like the final round is you have to go on the corner <laughs> and collect money. <laughs> And if you do it, you know, the first guy who earns the 10 bucks, he gets the job. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> I like it. You know, it means the people, you know, you have to, you have to just kind of, it's, it's man, it's, it's hard. And, and I think 
some of you go through other way of the system you know you you win the chair you play beautifully people like brands so i am the solo trombone of whatever royal best world orchestra and i'm the solo trombone and i record an album and the agency says oh we can sell you in japan you know um, because people love to hear royal and world and awesome and best and you know feel harmony and be flashy names right because that because that names they earn their flashiness <laughs> right, right. so you know if you say the, the new york philharmonic solo trombone plays it that for us we know who he is and we love him but for uh, people people who come because we know joe and love joe but people who come because he's new york phil right and, and that's and that's the brand so that's the other thing that not till i'm so happy and i'm so honored to have a brand made by the musicians in it that that actually now saying it oh he plays in not to brass and say oh, okay that's right. enough to hear yeah so and the, and the last bit of the story to go back just to finally say it so the guys when i was having the dinner carl said you know you want to you should join the band i said I, i'm nothing like them and he said ah oh, just think about it and 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 uh keep the trombone what you tried just keep the trombone i said what keep wrong oh you know just go home and and just show it and show it around to your mates as a promotion i was like yeah but it's what are you gonna do with it like nothing just keep it you know just keep the horn <laughs> and i like okay first time somebody told me like said keep the horn and then the guys traveled to warsaw and that night the jean paul ii died pope passed away huh. and they stopped all entertainment no no culture events everything on hold and the band just stopped the tour in the middle and if to reschedule three months later we continue but they were in warsaw and nothing to do they were just hanging and willie and thomas stopped me in on the corridor in the, in the music academy and just asked you know sing your national anthem and i started singing and said i can't hear you singing loud like you mean it so start really singing really loud people like you know just gathered around a little bit and just smiling laughing because i i was singing my national anthem in poland i was singing the hungarian national anthem uh -huh. so they were like okay and uh, and said okay that's enough and they were like you know hmm listen you know making the faces like they're the panel <laughs> and my i'm in a singing singing trial it's all right it's all right it's all right you're okay and and thomas just gave his his number and said start learning german and i said what do you mean it's like you know it's gonna be a, a little audition to a trombone position because our trombone player left mm -hmm. and we need a trombone player actually the concert we played in six so one was missing and i said uh okay but it's gonna be an audition so why are you telling me to start learning german i said i know the results <laughs> just <so. laughs> So it was all over Europe that where they could, they listened to somebody. And I ended up being the last one in Berlin, in Germany. And uh, I arrived. I was so nervous. I have to prepare a, a, a polka, a march, and uh, uh, everything by heart, of course. And I never really played by heart. So, uh, okay, prepare that. Prepare some other 
piece, uh, prepare a duet to sing, and that's it. And then I, I was like all stressed out about learning the text of this song, and I was singing second part, second voice. I never really did, did that uh-huh. stuff, and but I learned it, and then we sang it, and it was okay. And we did the march, and they said, okay, only the trombones we could be playing, and, and say, what are you doing? What do you what do you plan for the future? And I said, I want to go for a competition. And said, so like you know, they said, look, you do competitions or you play music with us. You know, you have, it's, you have to make a choice. And uh, one piece was arranged by Gerhard. They said, oh, it's Gerhard's arrangement. This was really flashy for the trombone section. Uh-huh. And then the trumpet says, he's like a, a nice little Latin flavor. He, uh-huh. he always finds little like folky stuff for like guitar and harp something. And he turned into this brass. Right. And and it was really flashy and cool, and it was like very, very dissonances in it. And they said like it was Gerhard's thing. It's like what do you think? And I and I just because I'm silly, I was being silly and just said like, okay, so what's next? And I just did this face, and they just died. <laughs> he he died. He looked at me like I am effing serious, and 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 the others just laughed, start laughing because I just just said like was this crap. And it was really good, but it was so good. I can't ha- handle it. It's so good. I do. I make a joke because it's so good. Right. So, you know, when you say like, oh, this was crap, man. Like it was so good uh, because it's so good. You, you just can't deny it. You can't misunderstand it. And, and, uh-huh. and they just said, okay, now you're going to play a, a march and find your voice. So I just did find my, I had to find my voice. Okay. And we play next one, find the bass. I never said what, how. They just start playing, and I had to find my seventh voice. Huh. And, and the bass line didn't go well because they they went to the fifth, and I was like, I don't know what, what's going on. I don't know where 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 am I. And then said, okay, we're gonna play. I feel good or something, and you improvise. And then they start playing. Uh-huh. And I just did. You know, I'm in the club, so. <laughs> I played so much in in the clubs and stuff. So I just go, you know, just yeah. over the, on, on the top one. Like, you were at home, and, and then yeah, and then like, oh, okay, okay, and then let's go and buy shoes. <laughs> I just went and go and buy shoes, and then yeah, and then we had a like a bourbon in the evening, just the trauma section. I like to have a Canadian something something. Other ones like, oh, I like to have a Lagavulin in sixteen. Uh-huh. And and so what would you like to drink? And I was like, uh, do you have bourbon and coke? <laughs> <laughs> bourbon and coke. When we were in Europe, we were doing kind of like we were at the same place at the same time, both groups, Boston Brass and Nozzle Brass. And uh and you were drinking rum and coke, man. <laughs> or I mean uh bourbon and coke. Oh, bourbon and coke, yeah, yeah. It, it can happen. Yeah, it's in the bar, it was like probably gin beer and coke, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> coke, yeah. Man, and so so that was that I was really like excited and, and, and felt good. And they really dig my jokes. They like it. Then I was like kind of just roasting. I was always roasting. If, if, if somebody's really good uh-huh. or like, then it's easy to roast because I've never offended dude because he knows how I admire the dude. Right. So, right. I mean, I, I have to be careful. Yeah. But when you work closely with people, then you know, you can, and when you can, yeah, like I would say, I think I knew that Gerhard was behind me, mm-hmm. but he, he could not know that I know because I was in front of him. We were like randomly 
ended up in a place and we we're supposed to teach masterclass and then was it some beginner start you know warming up <laughs> something they tried to play and, <laughs> and i was just i know that gerhard is behind me so i said oh gerhard is here already <laughs> i would just say that <laughs> he, would, he would just go there and hit me you know like yeah, so yeah. if i hear some something is like not okay playing i always like comment that somebody's from us here already like i always say it's like a standard i hear something oh it's roman is already warming up for the show you know or something so they they had to con- continue three months later in the meantime was this o- audition they said they're gonna they need a, I don't they're gonna first vote and then they let me know what they decided mm-hmm. and they called me like two hours later that day they want to work with me mm. and I was on the train so I couldn't go like yeah awesome guys you know? <laughs> yeah so I was just like oh that's cool uh and I said I'm gonna let you know in two weeks my decision if I want to do the job all right. I don't know why I did it. I just kind of like... They had to wait two weeks for you to say it? They had to do... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. So I was like freaked out. Like I have to leave the city, my maids, my girlfriend, or something. Like it was all like changing two borders, cross two borders. Yeah. To get to get to a new place, new language, new everything, new. So I was kind of like freaked out. And let me organize my life first. I had to get that year off study and so everything i said okay they called me back so what's happened what's i did you organize did you organize and like i don't know i don't know i don't know and then they said they called me and they said okay now or never what's your you know what are you gonna do and i said uh drum roll please (laughs) 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 i'm in yay this is like conference call and uh a year later was my trial ended Uh uh-huh uh we we started chatting about what how it was and you know how much fun and I heard back that actually the the moment they met me they wanted me in the band they just wanted to be fair and listen to everybody and they wanted to know if I, I get I will get prepared but <laughs> shh hey hey <laughs> let's show you that who is this this is Inca oh Inca. this is my doggy oh. say hello. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what kind of dog is uh, King Charles and she's really cute yeah. but she's just hearing other dogs in the street or something and she goes crazy <laughs> yeah. hey man so I've been meaning to ask you like since you got in the group I mean you've been in the group for 15 almost 16 years if it was 2004 or 5 that you got 15 years, five, yeah. it was 15 um, years. what are some good stories some of your favorite times on the road or favorite places that you've been memorable Ooh, memorable the best places and stories i don't remember <laughs> um i know that was uh like you know tokyo santori hall oh yeah it was like one of the loudest audience it was just really were minutes standing on stage and you can't begin you just you're just standing you know, it would be like a pop group in a stadium. Yeah. You go out and people just cheering for five, ten minutes and you suddenly it's finally begin. But we're not expecting that. You go on stage and start. You clap a little bit. Yeah. You know, ten seconds and then you go. <clears throat> and it just just goes on and on and and ah, it's like end of the concert. And like and we just 
then he was like, you don't want to, you don't want to listen <laughs> to this concert. <laughs> I remember it's in one show I have to dance. I'm pretending I'm being a DJ uh-huh. and I, I'm changing the plates. So the guys, so it's all, you know, studied in. So it looks like they are doing the old life, the changes, you know, go slower, faster, oh, stretchy okay, yeah. or something. And then, and then, and we do the eighties. 80s mix and then I get somebody from the audience to dance with me and that's sometimes really difficult get somebody on stage to dance <laughs> right they just freak out you go you look at the person come to dance and they're just they just like they're like so embarrassed and I remember this she was like 80 <laughs> in Japan and she was tiny she was a tiny old nice lady and I was just like you know like dancing Left and right, and they loved it. They just they just blow up. They loved it. That just kind of just took her on stage, and we had a nice dance. It was, uh, it was so. It's not much, and was so much for them. Like it's yeah. not much. Come on, I go on stage and have a little bit of. But it's people just they so closed in. They would I just break the glass, you know, just go. No, you come on. And the worst, one of the verses in in Germany. Oh, a great hall, uh, Die Glocke, the famous concert hall, uh-huh. Glocke in Bremen. It's like famous hall in, in Germany. And so this, this DJ thing is like the second, third piece in the show. Uh-huh. So I always, so I do like analyze the, the crowd in the first two pieces we play. And I'm looking at people and try to read their face. Is it, are they cool? Right. Are you scared? Are they like really engaging and really, you know, going with the music? So, okay, I'm going to choose that person. Right. Because I know that that looks like it's easy going. And then, and there was a lady, curly hair and like going like <laughs> first, first row. And I said, okay, I choose that lady. And, you know, she's, she's like very noisy looking. Right. We're going to be fun. And she went, she just went like crazy. She, I, 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 I grabbed her. I said, uh, you want to come to dance with me? And she said, no. And she's shaking the head. But she's doing like theater, like, no. And oh, they're yeah. doing this game. So then I like, in my head is like, Jesus, just do it. Or, you know, like, you know, read the situation. Like, you're not at home, you know? <laughs> and, and then I, I'm pulling her and she's so, so I'm finally doing this kind of like, oh, you chose me. And then she came and she starts like dancing. Like, <laughs> like me. And I was just starting to dance with her and she's like, oh, doing these moves. And I'm like, what just happening? Like, it's so bad. I just want to just end, just end. <laughs> and, 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 and I ended it and I, I, I show her back, you know, like, like, thank you so much. And, kiss the hand and, and like, you know, all is cool and show her place. And she sits down and everybody's clapping. Yeah. And she doesn't want to sit down. She oh, doesn't want to yeah. go back. She want to stay on stage. Oh no. And in my head, just, just sit, sit your ass down. You know, <laughs> <laughs> this is, I'm just, please follow me, follow my lead, please. I just, just, just kind to be kind. And then turn out that she's kind of like, uh, in the house of the dance department, something like she's one of their oh, something. And she's, oh, I just really, so hit and miss. Bad choice. Bad choice. And, and then I realized I do a system. I prepared uh, champagne on the side and I dance with that person and I go off stage with her. Uh-huh. 
And then I say, oh, I just prepared for you something special. We have a toast, we drink, we have a chat, and then we go back and dance. And they love it. They That's awesome. People just be so happy. I'm not, didn't many times, but unfortunately at the end of the show, like it was the running out, it was the last few months I did it, I was doing it. Right. But it was so good. People get so, you know, just calm and there's really, you know, they're like, okay, like a teammate. They're all very happy to be a part of it. And it's nothing really, but still was like doing the lights. I am responsible for the lights. For the oh, show. you are? And yeah, I was. Like, I'm, I'm not now. I'm just so happy I'm not. Uh, I bet. It's just, it's just put lights on, you know, and this piece is going to be this or that. And, and sometimes it's just not gonna happen just they just don't know what they're doing they just it's like comedy like comedy like just like somebody was pranking me that just doing the opposite what i say (laughs) and you get i'm get so annoyed because i have saying it every day yeah and then the person's just not it was a disco ball i was setting the lights i'm going on stage one point we are in dark and doing this james bond or psycho music from psycho Week, 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 week. Psycho, yeah. And then suddenly got lit up and it was disco while we was doing it. And I and everybody look and and something goes wrong. Everybody is looking at me on stage, all the mates. Everybody's like, what you've done? Why did you say that? You know, what 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 why you why did you do that? It's like yeah, because that's what I do. I go and especially say the wrong things, so we have a bad show. Yeah. Like, what do you? What do you? What do you? What do you mean? Like, you guys were playing Psycho in a disco ball, just kind of disco rolled. ball, just just roll, just started, and like, and I was just like, and then I getting really angry, and I stop messing, missing notes because I think about right. you know, or there is like a blackout. We start a rocket, and the Saratustra starts playing. Oh yeah. And then and it's flying around, and then it's the lights back, coming back slowly, and then we are in space or something. And then we go down, there's nothing. There's no blackout. There's no blackout coming. And I'm like, we lying down, and I'm lying, and I'm looking at the, you know, and, I, and my hand's like, you know, do it. And the guy didn't, so we continue. So we start, and the rocket starts, and blackout. <laughs> you know, like, so you can't see what we want the people to sort of like backwards. Oh, it's like, it's really, really hard to do. Uh, when you're on the road, do you have like uh, certain guys in the band that you hang out with more? You know, you have your buddies on the road, or is everybody kind of like always together? Every, everything. What you just said, everything. So I don't know how you do, you guys, but I, it's like it's it's rotates. The group can break up to three, right? Uh, but then be just really tight, hanging at one tour, like just all the time. Uh-huh. And then I'm just you know hanging with one dude, and that. it's just really it's just very random. It's, oh, okay. I think it's how you feel. I have to say, no offense to the colleagues, but. But the low brass hangs hangs more tight together. Okay, it's the same like in music. We we hang more tight together. <laughs> right. Yeah. I somebody. Can... We always said somebody has to make the music when we are in discussion. Like you know, 
hey guys, why are you not playing this and that? Because somebody has to do the, you know, someone has to make the music. Because someone has to play in time. <laughs> I would say. So that's <laughs> so that's the trombone section. In the band, are are there guys who have uh, certain other duties other than just playing? I know some people arrange. Some people might. Uh, be part of the business side some people you know i mean I, yeah that's, what, our band, how, yeah. that's how it works like we all have yeah. other stuff that we do too minister fi- finance we have a group and somebody like has the card of the band like the credit card is oh yeah and we also we always joke because so he has the, the card and it's a i don't know platinum card or something and he has to fly from other place he lives not in vienna uh-huh. and so we always we always joke right hey, how was the business lunch <laughs> because he will use it to get into places and he can't use it but he uses it but no he's he's it's it's, it's a big responsibility and he's the, he he said he's like oh sometimes he sits on on everything yeah he's the guy responsible to pay out and then and, and that might make you nervous when you sit on something what's you know it's not yours right and, right you're responsible to uh, to get it, give it to everybody so you have the finance guru and then i know that Leonard does some arranging right and uh, yeah thomas does some arranging gerhard does some arranging i mean there are a lot lot of arranging there was one show everybody had to do so even i had to do uh-huh. i did one it, it was uh like cd sales you know, merchandise somebody, uh, bear, merchandise things uh, merchandise yeah. and and like i was doing like a roadie stuff like i would when we had some gadgets i was about taken care of and and later taking care of the lights as well but like really was doing also that he loved to you know meet the local guy who was responsible for the place he would walk in like kind of like the you know uh nice to meet you we are the band blah blah like he was the spokesman and uh for a long time he was taking care of also the business side okay and then he gave gave it up to completely to do from outside because it was a very yeah it can get to you like you you it's up to you how where how much and and was going well but it's like an extra two hours a day you just have to answer yeah. emails and 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 it's in a way when you do the job for the band it's obvious when you do it well nobody says anything but you make a mistake right and then it's like what about the all the thousand times was great right nobody remembers and then and it's a little bit yeah so we try to outsource as much as we can because you know it's 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 easy to forget that right. it's, it's it's a hard job man. or but the internet you content you know do online stuff also somewhere responsible yeah you i know. can imagine the lighting being really difficult because like you said if somebody messes it up then it's your fault it's like I told. He was looking him, at me. Yeah, it's like I told him what to do, exactly what to do. The guy's like doing his own thing, and now it's my fault, you know. And maybe with you guys, you guys are always in so many different countries because Europe is compact. Uh, yeah. That yeah, maybe even the lighting guy doesn't understand what you're wanting to do, or like yeah. No, it was really simple. Like really, just one, three moves to do. <laughs> I go on stage. And there are three little spots. And I would say, I like to see the lights. How right. is it going to be in a constitution? And they said, ah, this is it. Can you show it to me? What? You want me to show you? Like, yeah, I would like to see it before we go on stage. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, 
this is it. And I said, like, nothing changed. No, I put it on. I'm like, there's nothing good here, man. I need <laughs> lights from left to right. And then, then I checking it and it's like black spots, you know, and like what, and I ask, what did you do? You have to put some in, and you start explaining how to do lights. And I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, and, and I have to keep in mind, I have the, the nicer I stay, the maybe the better job you will do. Right. Yeah. And I said, are you going to be at the concert in the back? I said, no, I'm going home. Like, you know, what? <laughs> yeah. Or, 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 I would say, can I have the control box next to the stage? I said, yes. So we will go on stage and I push it up and staying down, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hey, um, are there any stories of traveling? I mean, I because you guys, you are going from country to country all the time. Like in our group, we're in the U.S. a lot and we go out of the country maybe like three, uh, maybe four or five times a year. But you guys, you're bouncing everywhere all the time. But boom, boom, boom. Yeah, yeah, it just yeah, we change like cross borders a lot. Yeah, yeah, crossing borders all right. the time. I think there was one week we made thirteen flights in one week. In one week, it was thirteen flights. <sighs> I just remember that playing on Corfu, Greece, and the next day playing in somewhere north in Sweden. <laughs> And we had to get there somehow, and I don't see. It wasn't then, but later on was just you go to Frankfurt, to Lufthansa, and you you check in, you put your luggage on the belt. They said have a good flight. You go over the belt, and suddenly people coming out with signs that give us more pay, give us more pay, and it's oh. lockdown, and this strike starts in Lufthansa. And we're just like, what's, what's going on? And we can't go to the gates. They're blocking the gates to get through the workers. So you're and, in the middle of a strike, just, like a strike. Middle of the strike, like a strike strike. Like they <laughs> are police and stuff there. Yeah. And then you walk, walk up to the guy in the bed. It's like, can I have my luggage back? Because you have to get to the place. And no, your luggage is in the system. And now it's, look, now it's, it's a strike. So nobody's going to lift a finger to get your luggage back. And it's like, what? <laughs> it's like our stuff is in. in if you, I know it's like 10 meters from me is my stuff. Right. But they will not They will not let me in. Oh, and, and I'm just waiting, waiting, waiting. I said like, oh, we have to fly from another place. And thank God we had everybody, their instrument with them uh-huh. as, a, as a hand luggage. We have to take, we took a taxi to get to another city, the airport. And we flew from there up to north in uh in sweden and uh-huh. we were late two hours two hours late to the concert eight o'clock concert ten o'clock started and i think they only one ticket they had to pay back everybody stayed the whole concert hall stayed wow. late for two hours two that's hours amazing. that's amazing man two hours and they did a happy hour in the bar they had a bar in the concert house and they like half price beer, and everybody when we arrived, everybody was drunk. <laughs> oh, I'm sure the concert was great. Then everybody was like, "Yeah!" They was like, "Yeah!" They were like, "Yeah!" They were super happy. <laughs> That's awesome. And we had no clothes, like our clothes, so they was just borrowed some shirts, just some random shirts we just had <laughs> on, and and we played in jeans and shirt the show. Like, but your guys' concert, I mean, you have uniform, but you're not all the same dressed. 
It's like everybody. Oh, no, it's like all random. Yeah. Everybody. How you feel. Yeah. Do you guys choose like how you want to dress or is it like, okay, uh, you know. Yeah, the individual uh, choice. Yeah. That's pretty I cool. I think like I'm going to wear this. Well, it's kind of everybody. Everybody has a choice. Like I have a character in the show or I'm going to do this in the show and I try to choose to match it somehow, but not necessarily. I'm just going to, or I just go plain uh-huh. because I'm going to act anyway, the, the thing. So I don't really have to. Right. But sometimes just you feel good to be look a little bit different, not necessarily silly. Just you want to just you look like you want to look like. And right. Right. Well, some... you do kind of as an audience member remember everybody like by their outfits. So I mean, I got into the band. They were this this metal phase. Everybody had like heaps of medals everywhere. <laughs> some less, some more. And I, I remember I got into the group and I got a medal on my suit straight. They said like, oh, you have to wear this. <laughs> you got a medal. And I asked, I ask, what's, what's the, why we are wearing so many medals? It's like, what's the point? And then they explained that in, in Austria, it was really, it used to be really a uh, big thing that you have a medal. You know, you've got a medal from work, you've got a medal from excellent uh, yeah. results in, in something and then you especially in band and, and as a as a young musician you like kind of, I don't know which grade you got through and you excellent performance you get a gold one or a silver one so there's a meeting with this wind bands meeting and you see it's a gold thing it's like oh this dude is good because he has the gold one right so he had to play well at his uh, exam and it's all all country thing, so you recognize each other in this. And they made a joke about it that just just like over the top, like gold medals over, yeah. like they are like <laughs> we are like super, we are super super duper good. Did anybody have like <laughs> like just like one like really sad looking medal, just like <laughs> it's like the worst. Guy. Like, no, like like iron, <laughs> yeah, iron metal, like yeah. just pulling down your suit, <laughs> just like. <laughs> It's right up, but it's like at your belt. Yeah. <laughs> just, just hanging. That's awesome. It's like, oh, this dude, this dude has to go again. Do you have like coaches or anything, like theater coach or anything like that? And we do the shows. We have a, we have a, a, the director, uh-huh. like a theater director and uh, and somebody for, uh, for the moves. So some choreographer. Oh, wow. it, it was varies varies with the show. Sometimes needed more and less needed, or 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 we think we need, we didn't, but or we think we don't need, but we do need. It's opposite the situation. Right. Uh, sometimes the choreographer is the is doing the directing, and I call it the babysitting. I call <laughs> them babysitters. I think they mostly we pay them to be there, so we don't kill each other. Uh, <laughs> everybody has their opinion and. And start talking over the other, like, oh, that's that's better because, or oh, that's not good because something. But the director or choreographer said, like, no, no, this is really going somewhere. Like, you just do this way, or you know, more patient, like more developing, uh, maybe an idea. And at the end, the guy, everybody agrees, it was great. Yeah. So it's like you have like a moderator, like somebody who can kind of be in the middle, so that the people don't talk over each other or say no that's bad and like, so, yeah yeah something like something like something like that 
does the acting coach say, hey, Zoltan, this show, you're going to be like the bad guy of the show, and this is your character, and you stay in this character for the show? Or do you do that yourself? Do you have the scenes? You do scenes? They say, like, okay, you could do this and that, but nine times from ten, the idea comes from me okay, or from us. Like, oh, I would do that there or or we do a scene where is no bad guy or there's nothing happening and i st- and we start be silly and from the being silly it's like oh that's really funny so you you have to do that you keep doing that and when is that stage is over you can invite family and the family looks at the show we, we play the whole show to them and then after that they just say honestly what they think was weird what part they didn't understand uh-huh you know, which were the favorite part and the least favorite part. Oh, that's cool. So they could like say, okay, that I didn't know what you mean by then when you act like you're on horses or you're just jumping or, you know, they're like asking like honest <laughs> questions. Like, I don't know what you're doing or, oh, you meant that. Ah, oh, then. So, I, so it's a feedback for us. We can fine tune with that a bit more. Yeah. Or just really cut piece out. Like, okay, it's not working. Like, just right. leave it. That's cool, man. Yeah. Well, so what do you have uh, coming up? What do you have on the horizon? It, it, it will, we have to see how the situation is going on. Right. But there are definitely going to be some concerts. Um, I'm, I'm having course for trombone players, uh, teaching with Mati, like a bass trombone player. We're doing this uh, Hungarian trombone camp every year now in Budapest, but this year, because of the virus, we're making it, it's gonna be like a little, little mini version of it. Otherwise, uh, I have like three solo concerts and masterclasses, and there's a piece written for me. I'm gonna have it any any time now. I'm gonna okay. receive the solo part, and it's for brass band and solo trombone. Nice. Play it. So it will be nice, I'm looking forward to it. And, I'm gonna play in Norway with uh, trio with Adam Adam Rapa oh, and yeah. and and Jacek Obstarczyk on piano. This Rebellion trio, it's music from oh. Piazzola. Gonna play it in Norway. And the next day, in the same place, I'm gonna play with the Navy band there. I'm gonna play solo. And they didn't say anything about moving it or not happening or everything is on on schedule. So um, looks like I'm gonna do it. Awesome. So that's, I'm really actually now really grateful for, for that. Yeah. I mean, I was grateful for that, but it was like kind of playing with the time. Oh, I, between two concerts here with Nautil, I'm going to go there. And right. now it's like concerts are getting moved, moved, moved. So it's kind of like not, it's getting a bit thin, thin out. Yeah. In months. Yeah. Believe me. I know. I know how it is, man. Especially in the U.S. And everything is just like falling apart all the time. So it's like they they move one way and then everything goes back and back, back, back. And then they go like this and go back. It's hard to use because of when it's based on, 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 I think it's all, all the, uh, the freedom is number one. I don't know. It's for me, it's a little bit like hypocritical. I don't know how to say it. Yeah. Because it's all in name of freedom. It's just, it's just crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like, freedom doesn't mean chaos or freedom that now we go left and tomorrow right. Like it's, it's a kind of like, a, 
how you call it? Uh, TV. You gave the TV remote to a two-year-old, and that's gonna, you know, it's gonna trouble. Uh, that's, that's good, man. The giving the, the TV remote to a two-year-old, that's what it feels like. Because everything is, they're like, okay, you need to do this, you need to do that. And then all of a sudden, the next day, it's like, no, you need to do this. You need to, it's like, what is going on, man? Yeah. How it's called, it's like a procedure. There's, that's the biggest problem that there is no procedure. No. Nobody knew what to do, how to react. There's no envelope sitting in there. You know, you go like, oh, wires. You pull out the thing and number one, you do this. Number two, you do this. There's no procedure like, okay, you have a virus A, B, C, or D, and that's how you do. Right, like a protocol. Like, like... Pro- sorry, protocol. There's no protocol of, of uh, like, if there is a the country attacking another country, there's definitely a protocol. But if right. a virus hits the country, like, there's no protocol. Of, of, so I'm going to deal with this. Yeah, it's crazy, man. I'm just chilling, you know. That's why I started doing this. I was like, I'm going to talk to my buddies I need to yeah. have some drinks and like fucking yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a, it's just, you know my my wife's guys she's thrilled that I'm I'm home so mm-hmm. uh, we just you just got a little baby that's right she's awesome and she's sleeping now I think yeah. no no noise coming out did your daughter and... get her big uh, ice cream because you couldn't go to the water no she's gonna get it tomorrow she's too tired it was actually that that storm really hit later on like oh. we were soaked we were soaked like it was really it got worse and worse and worse so we ended up just actually we had to kind of rush home she had the shower she was soaked and and went to bed oh, we okay. ate some i just picked some food up uh the local stomach pacifier is the schnitzel <laughs> you know just get a piece of meat and we have a really good around around us of course man go to bed I love schnitzel. That's like one of my favorite things. And like in Utah, there's like no schnitzel anywhere, man. I want it's like a, it's like just makes you just makes everything okay. <laughs> you just just dig in, and it's like that's all right. You just we limit it once a week because uh, I might order what eat it every day, but I would would end up with a heart attack in a few years. For sure, man. So we do like once a week. Yeah. I love cooking, so I cook. Oh, that's cool. Do you have a favorite style? You know, I like Italian and uh, Mexican kitchen and, and uh, uh, Thai. Oh, nice. And kind of like, you know, in in between dishes. That's like, cool. I, I was thinking to cook something like Mexican, but end up like, no, nah, I'm just going to throw like some Thai basil in it and, and some um, cinnamon and turn it into some Thai thing. Yeah. It's like all about the flavoring. There are many, many ingredients are similar and then just like the flavoring and what has a one signature flavor you put in and then just decide the whole meal. But man, goulash. I, 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 I cook a mean goulash. My mom loves to cook goulash. So for me growing up, like I love that. With veggie, like I have, I like, it's called a, it's in Hungarian. Actually, in Hungarian, we don't say we don't use the word goulash. <laughs> we use the word perkot. What is it? So, perkot. That's the whole planet says goulash, but in Hungary, the Hungarian dish is called perkot, not goulash. Huh. It's just it's a it's a it's a tourist thing. 
it's only you see it in Hungary for the tourists to understand what was to eat. Yeah. Oh wow! Because you just because the soup, the soup is called goulash lavash, so it's goulash soup. So it's the only where we use the word goulash. Huh. It's the Hungarian word for it, and I think it's like very thick soup. So you have with, with bread and you eat it, but it's a soup. And I think it's just got misunderstood that I want that goulash soup, but you know, or that goulash dish. And maybe through the who knows how many years they just turn into goulash, like right. you know, stew, like the, the the dish, the the thing with the everything in it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, actually, goulash is uh, shepherd. It means shepherd, and his soup. It's called Guyash Lavash. It's the, the dude who cooks with this dish and cooks the soup in it to eat outside. Oh, nice. And this dude, dude, dude has a like, you know, big like a sheep skin on his back, like white, like all this fluffy with a hat. And it's and he's like all as if for sure is like some million pictures like that. Yeah. Guy, dudes, dudes over a dish on fire and he's like a big white in a hat. And this is the Guyash and his soup. Uh, and uh, and this turned into the the goulash, yeah. So the beast too. That's crazy, man. Yeah, that's crazy, and and you can do goulash from everything. Yeah, actually, it's it's excellent from pork. You add something and you try, and you 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 miss something, you throw it in. Like it's okay. kind of a, it's like a jam. I think that you're more more of a chef than I am, man. I'm only good at cooking like meat on a grill. Oh, that's like, good. Yeah, it's like minimal like spices or anything like that. It's just like salt, pepper, and like it's the cook time that's the important thing. And the grill. yeah, but it's just good. This is the whole thing. This is to have two flavors, and I mean, it's also very important because you could just over the top. It's just covered with flavor, and you're missing the whole meat. I'm so hungry right now. Thank you for that. And I hope we get sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I hope we get to the situation we we can uh, visit. And then I'm happy to to take over. Me too. Well, you guys were supposed to be in the in the states, and it got it got all messed up, right? Yeah, it's supposed. To, yeah, got messed up, and and looks like it's gonna messed up also for the next year. Really? I'm not sure. They are yeah, working yeah. on it, but but if it doesn't change in the states much, then we can't risk it. Uh, it's gonna. I don't blame you. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, it, for today, like it is, it's like. It's no reason to go there, really, oh, because course. it's just so yeah. messy. Yeah, believe me. Yeah, I know. I know how it is because I'm right here, and it sucks. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's just I don't know how. How, man, you just where are you actually? When you just you have to deal really like straight on with the with with this. Yeah, many just, different... you know. Well, the the problem is the concert halls don't know when they can open up, so the management they talk to the concert halls and say, Hey, when can we reschedule? And the concert halls don't know when they can open. So they have nothing to say. And then it's like, so management has nothing to say to us. And we're just, just stuck here, you know, just waiting. And so who knows? Yeah, that's the worst. Yeah. We don't know nothing, man. But, you know, at the same time, um, at least we live in a time where we can do some online stuff and meet with that's people, true. our friends and, and still make some money and, you have to be creative, but whatever. <laughs> what are you going to do? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, nothing. You can really just try to not spread it. Yeah, and just 
have a lot of time to think and, and actually learn learn again to appreciate things. I think you hit it right there, man. And I think that that's what people are doing right now. Everybody sees everybody online and, and they're, they're stuck at home and they're watching what other people are doing and being creative and stuff. And it's just, you know, you learn from that and you take from that. And, and there you go, man. Dude, this has been awesome. It's been so good to like talk to you and, and see you. And I wish the best you and all the guys say hi to everybody for me when you see them. Yeah, all the love to your family, man. And for sure. And to the to the dudes when you see them. I will, yeah, for sure. Cheers, man. All right, cheers. Catch you later. Cheers.